Pastor Doug here from Crossroads. It's great to be with you. I hope that today's message will draw you closer to Jesus. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, Great to have you out for a pajama Sunday. Hope you enjoyed some breakfast. We get to do this maybe once every six years, depending on leap year. Uh, But glad you could be a part of it, whether you're here in person or at home online. Thanks for being with us. Well, it's a new year, and for some of you, um, you're ready to say goodbye to 2022. It's not been your favorite year. How many show of hands? Anybody ready to say goodbye to 2022? Anybody out there? Yeah, there's a few of you, right? Uh, I mean, for me, it was easy to say goodbye to 2020. It was easy to say goodbye to 2021. But 2022 has been a pretty good year. And how many of you are looking forward to 23? Looking forward to all that 23 has in store for us. More of you, you're excited about the new year. And there's something about that fresh start, that new beginning that comes every new year. And every year is a little bit different. Change happens. There's good. There's bad. Um, You might have some great New Year traditions. Growing up, I always loved, um, we had like this double basket French fryer, and we would French fry everything. Shrimp, hot dogs, mozzarella sticks, fresh cut fries. That was sort of like a New Year's Eve tradition to us. Uh, We'd go into the living room, which barely ever got used, and there was like this old reel-to-reel recorder and this like piece of furniture, and we would record like the top 40 hits for the year. And then there were New Day traditions, pork and sauerkraut. That was a tradition I did not like nearly as much. How many pork and sauerkraut fans do we have out there? You see, there's more of you. I'm sorry, I I don't partake, but good, good for you. Uh, But there's always these good and these bad, these traditions to these changes, and every year is a little bit different. But one of the longstanding traditions that seems to be in our country that just doesn't fully disappear is that of resolutions. People making a list of things they want to do differently, uh, commitments of things they're going to do or not going to do. But the thing about resolutions is what? Uh, There's a beauty in that, in the fact that we know that God loves to change us, loves to grow us, mature us, and make us more and more like his son, Jesus Christ. But there's a sadness to resolutions, because the sadness is so many resolutions. You can read the statistics. The vast majority never happen. People don't follow through on them. So I don't want to talk about resolutions. Uh, Maybe that's your thing. Maybe it's not. I want to talk about priorities. As you look at the new year, what are some priorities that you might have? Not resolutions, but priorities. Uh, When you think about resolutions, a story that I always loved that I heard uh, was a young boy was going around on New Year's Eve And he was asking everybody what their New Year resolutions were. He goes up to his dad and says, hey, come on, dad, tell me what's your New Year's resolution. And his dad says, my goal, my resolution, my priority this year is to do everything I possibly can to make your mother happy. What a beautiful resolution, right? There's something nice about that. And then a little bit later on, the boy goes to mom and he says, mom, tell me what your resolution is, what your goal, what your priority this year is. And she says, is to do everything I possibly can to make sure your dad follows up on his new year resolution. (laughs) You, uh, yeah, you get it. You get it. But what about uh, priorities? Is there something that you need to change, something that needs to shift that God might be asking you to change in terms of priority for the coming year? I'm not talking about one thing. 
My goal for all of you, whether it's as an individual or as a family group, what is one priority that you want to establish for 2023 for the new year? Oh, what is a priority? Let's look at some definitions. A priority is this, something given or meriting attention before the competing alternatives. Something that is very important and must be dealt with before other things. And the way that I all would always talk about priorities, it's all about order. Priority is all about the order of things. It's making sure that you don't get caught up in all the good stuff, the mediocre stuff, the everyday stuff, that you never get to the most excellent stuff. That you're prioritizing the order to get to the most important stuff first. So I need have a little exercise. I need some help from you. The first one up here is for those that are 18 or younger. I need you to yell out and we can all have different priorities. So we can have different answers here. But I need to tell you, you to tell me between these two things, which is the bigger priority? All right. Video games or brushing teeth. Yell it out. See, competing priorities, right? You... you and now, let, let all the adults, 20 and above, what's the priority? Oh, man, things changed drastically, didn't they? All right, here's another one for you. Grocery shopping or binging Netflix? This is an all-skate. What's your priority? Okay, there was a little bit of, like, competition there, but we all understand we need food to sustain us as we binge watch Netflix. We, we get that. How about a third one? Screen time, whatever screen time that might be, or our homework or our household tasks. What do you say? Yeah, even some of the kids said it begrudgingly. They admitted it, that this is supposed to be the priority. Uh, here's another level one. This looks a little bit more difficult. Your marriage or your family or your career and your education. Yes. And this gets a little tough because these are both great things, right? But go ahead, yell it out. What are you going to say? All right, most of you are saying marriage and family because you know some people that are just nailing it here. I mean, they are incredibly successful. They are wealthy. They got it going on, but they're miserable because their marriage and their family is a mess. You get the priority that happens here. And then one last one just, just for me to bring up. <laughs> well, now, this is the priority. December 24th, 2022. Was it going to Christmas Eve? Don't yell it out yet. Was it going to Christmas Eve services or was it the Eagles-Dallas game? You're like, Doug, you're just mean. You're just mean, Doug, right? But if you, some of you that really know me, you know that I'm a bit of a Scrooge about one part of Christmas. Throughout Scripture, how many times are we told to celebrate, remember, honor Jesus' birth? It starts with a Z. The number starts with a Z, right? And it's not a zillion. Uh, um, but we are told over and over and over again throughout Scripture to remember, to celebrate, to honor the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So if you chose the Eagles-Dallas game over Christmas Eve services, it's okay. But I did hear from somebody who heard from somebody who heard from another person who said they heard from God that the reason that the Eagles lost was because not enough Eagles fans attended Christmas Eve services. <laughs> That's how crazy conspiracy theories start, just like that, right? So no, 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 that's not true at all. Look at this quote, though. Look at this quote about priorities. If it's a priority, you'll find a way. 
If it isn't, you'll find an excuse. Oh, right, ouch. That gets to the core. Come on, so much gets to the core. Let's all read this out loud together. If it's a priority, you'll find a way. If it isn't, you'll find an excuse. That one just hits home. Well, the Apostle Paul in Philippians 3 gives us a lot to think about in terms of priorities. Because Paul had his priorities right by the time we're getting around to Philippians 3. And you probably wouldn't be surprised that God has a lot to say about you and I changing, developing, maturing, getting our priorities right so that we better reflect the character, uh, the mission of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Not longing for the good old days of being excited for all that God has for stores for us in the year to come. And not being held prisoner by our darkest days. Not being limited by the ugly parts of our past. But being able to prioritize and look forward to all that God has for us in the future. We'll start off in verse 7 and Paul says this. He says, I once thought, this, this is what I once thought. I once thought these things were valuable. But now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. What did he once think? What did he once think was valuable? You just go a few verses earlier. It was, man, keeping all the old covenant laws and all the man-made laws on top of that. He thought being a real Hebrew was incredibly valuable. Being a Pharisee was incredibly valuable. He so owned and made a priority of persecuting this new church, this Jesus movement. He valued being righteous in every way. He valued being confident and being able to do all the right things to make himself right with God. He simply valued following all the right rules in all the right ways. And if you were a part of the religious elite of Paul's day, if you were part of the Jewish religious elite of Paul's day, you would think, man, this guy gets it. This guy got it going on. He's doing all the right stuff in all the right way. His priorities are lined up perfectly. And all of those things were in the past valuable. They were in the past Paul's priorities. They got his time. They got his attention. They were the things that Paul treasured most. And now he views them all as worthless, as trash, because of what? Changing priorities. And why or how did Paul's priorities change? He came to the realization of who Jesus is and all that Jesus has done. And Paul rather quickly goes from being the chief persecutor of this new church to the chief proclaimer, promoter of the church. He goes on in verse 8 and says this, Yes, everything else. Everything else is considered worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. Paul understands the priorities are all about order. And when he compares all the other stuff to Jesus Christ, it all is just trash. It's all junk. It all just needs to be thrown out. It all goes to the wayside. Everything 
changes. This old life stuff is now good for the dump. In other words, it's good for nothing. Paul's priorities have completely changed and changed priorities lead to a changed life. And you realize that, right? As you age, there are certain things that you once held incredibly valuable. They were top-notch priorities that you no longer see that way anymore. How about this? How many people here are still all consumed with your pacifier? Anybody? No, no, that's part of your past. There was a day when you were all consumed with it. Your parents had little nicknames for it, right? Binky, Boo Boo, Baba, I don't know, whatever. You were consumed with it. How about this? Any 40-year-olds here who are still all consumed with your high school sport that you participated in. I mean, you're still going to the practices. You're still going to the games. Uh, If you answered yes to that, you're either a stalker or a coach, right? Those are the only acceptable answers to that question. This fits for some of you. Back in the day, come on, you know it. You rock that look, those Jordish jeans, that polo shirt with the collar up. I mean, come on, you were looking mighty fine. Are you still all about that look or have your priorities changed? You understand this. How about grandparents? Grandparents so understand changing priorities. Grandparents can admit, man, we messed up. When we had kids, we were all obsessed. We were all consumed with their grades. We were all consumed with the way that they looked. We wanted, it was all about image. And now you don't want to do any of that with your grandkids. You don't want to push any of that on them. Your priorities have changed. What you value, what you see as important is different now. And priority is all about order. Not being consumed with stuff that is less important, but making room for the most important stuff. Not being held back by our messed up priorities of our past, but looking forward to a future with things in the correct order. And a new year gives us a great opportunity to do just that. But to make the most of your new year opportunity means getting your priorities in order. All right, before I share with you guys that I have my 2023 calendar all planned out, I just wanted to say after the service, if the kids would meet me over here, I'd love to get a picture of all you guys in your jammies, okay? So after the service, if you want to be in my picture, meet me over there. All right, I already planned my 2023 calendar. Do you guys want to hear what I have planned so far? Are you ready? Okay. All right. So I am so excited. In February, I'm going to take a trip to Florida. Dave's going along. I'm so, so excited. And then um, if you guys don't know, I have a pond and I swim in my pond. Like when it is above 80 degrees, I am in the pond. So, you know, pond time, I got to get pond time in. That is on my calendar as a top priority. And more pond time and more pond time and uh, a little more pond time. And then, you know, um, I'm thinking 2023, like I have a massage, like, scheduled. I definitely need a massage, you know, um, and oh yeah, a little bit of scrolling through social media. Got to get that done, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, but wait, 
That's right. I have a job. Um, oh, yeah, they did hire me as the children's pastor. So, oh, yep, got to get my job in. Um, yeah, and um, oh, yes, I do want to work on my marriage in 2023. Got to get that in. And um, I, I really want to read my Bible more. So, yes, I got to get that in. Um, and I love to prayer journal. I want to prayer journal more. And I love meeting with my guy um, at Donegal. I'm so excited. He just got adopted on Wednesday. I want to meet with him more. But I'm running out of room. Uh, what am I going to do? You know what? I think I can fix this. I got it. I got it. Here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start over. I'm going to start over with my calendar. Okay. I want to read my Bible, spend time with Jesus more. I love to prayer journal. Definitely going to work on my marriage. Definitely going to work on continuing to help teach the kids about Jesus here and in our community. Definitely going to continue to meet with my little guy. And I'm definitely going to make exercise a priority because that's always good for me. So let's see how this works. Hmm. Florida beach trip, pond time, more pond time, and more pond time. Um, what else did I say I wanted to do, guys? Facebook, social media, massage, more pond time. But look at that! It all fits! I'm so excited about 2023. Well, thanks, Cindy. That's a great illustration. All the same stuff. But when you get the wrong priorities, it just makes a mess. It just won't fit. You'll just be driving yourself crazy. But all's priority is it's all about order. You change the order of things. You prioritize certain things. You go after the most excellent stuff. And then there's room for all the other good stuff to come along the way. And it all fits. So what was Paul's priority? Paul isn't afraid to share his priority with everyone who will listen. Uh, in his letter to the church in Philippi, he talks about what he wants. These are his priorities. This is what he values. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection of the dead. Paul knew what was important. He knew what he wanted. And he wasn't afraid to put it out there and let everybody know what his priorities are. So here's some questions for you. Do you feel like your life's in a bit of a spiritual rut? Is life seeming a little bland, a little meaningless? Does it just feel like you can't fit it all in? You're just overwhelmed all the time. Is it time to change your priorities. Online or in person, your connection card it reads like this. What priority, individual or family, would you like to set for the new year? And I know you might say I have five or seven or more than I have fingers and toes, right? But what one priority would you like to set? What might be one thing that the Holy Spirit is nudging you to say, come on, you know it. Prioritize this. All the other good stuff will come along, but just prioritize this. 
On your ride home today in the car with your family, talk about what that one priority might look like. Uh, maybe there's some things you just need to get away with God and get quiet and just listen, God. What's a priority that you want me to set for 2023? But just would you make room for the most important stuff? Prioritize the order of the most important stuff so that all the other stuff will fit. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the fresh start of a new year. And for all the excitement that can be held looking forward to 2023, God, we come to you and we put you first. We're here this morning. We're gathered together on Pajama Sunday to say, Jesus, we're putting you first. You're a priority in our lives. And if there are some things that need to change, some things that need to be adjusted, some things that we have in the wrong order, Holy Spirit, would you just clearly communicate that to us? May you make it so evident, just bring it to the forefront of our mind that there are some things that you're asking us to change. And may we take that one priority, may we put it first and find you faithful through it all. Be our strength, be our guide, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening. Any step you take towards Jesus is a step in the right direction. You can find out more about us at crbic.org. That's crbic.org. Thank you.